Macy ain't worried about growing old with Harry because she know black don't crack. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Charmed. This is season three, episode 12, Spectral Healing, written by Tommy Cook and Nikki Renna. Directed by Jockey Gould. Hopefully I said that right. I gave this episode a 7.6 out of 10. It was not my favorite of the season thus far, but we all can't have winners. There were a lot of things that really felt disconnected. <laughs> Some outright hysterically funny for me. I did watch this while I was at the gym on a treadmill. So, you know, that's always a struggle. <laughs> to try to keep me thoroughly engaged while I am like dying absolutely and utterly dying I got around like the eighth lap and I'm like fuck you life why are you making me do this I I made a commitment that I'm gonna sit on a beach November 8th of 2021 I'm gonna toast the world in absolute nudity and I intend to look my goddamn best so I am putting my body through some torture because, you know, I walked past the mirror today and I was like, you know, this this is all right. This is good. People will fuck this. You know, I would fuck this. But I have goals and plans (laughs) that uh, have put me on a 20 pound loss reduction. So wish me luck. But I will not watch Charm through every time I'm working out because that could uh, that could possibly affect my viewing pleasure. However, I think the things that I point out that I had a little bit of difficulty with, for the most part, are just within the plot, how it was written. Um, the direction wasn't great in this episode either. I'm just not sure. I'm left a little puzzled on some of the emotional reactions too from the characters so i guess enough nitpicking of what i didn't like let's just jump into the recap as best as i can remember since as you know there's no note taking on a treadmill just barely try to stop my boobs from giving me a concussion so we start the episode with abby i remember this being a huge abby episode where I think that they did a lot to empathize the character, to explain a little bit more of her backstory. It would have been nice to have these things introduced in like season two. I think that Abigail is one of those characters that the show didn't know what to do with after it's rather um, troublesome <laughs> three-way arc or menage, whatever you want to call it, okay? They didn't know what to do once they were going that sexy route and then kind of has been, you know, some people don't think that she is a character that brings anything. Other people do think that she's a character that brings anything, but the writers kind of are at a loss on if they're going to do anything. And I think by the end of the season, because it's already been um, sent past me a few times, I might feed on everywhere that she is no longer a part of the show. Uh, that's kind of sad because I, I like Poppy Drayton. I thought she was a good addition. Um, I even like the character of Abby as problematic as she was because she was opposition in a different way that wasn't, I don't completely hate you, but you're not about the right all the time. 
Uh, I know I was one of the few that had some Mel and Abigail, you know, interests, but that has also fizzled to the side. <laughs> um, I just think that the writers really backed themselves in a corner season two and then really went for a different vibe in season three, but it still was a little haphazard. And the one thing is definitely her motivations, even her wanting to change. It all felt rather good things, but left with little context. So getting this episode to give that context was great, just a little too late. But she is in, I'm glad that they explained to me that this was the, the Tomb of Chaos, because I clearly did not get that last episode. <laughs> or maybe I did and I just didn't put it together fully and named it the Tomb of Chaos. But alas, that is where our Jordan and Abigail, but we did not see Jordan this episode, just Abigail's perspective. Apparently, it's kind of like in hell. You know, there's been all those mythos that if you drink or you eat in the place, then you automatically, like if you were put there accidentally or you ended up there accidentally, because I'm guessing these people will have to die. I don't know. They're in prison there. But once you do partake of whatever the offering is you're seduced into it you then your soul then belongs there so i think by her drinking the the gin is it gin or scotch at the end of the episode was signifying that you know this is the beginning of the end even though that's been foretold for a while now but she is trying to find her way out even though she knows where she is and it's not going to be that easy they offer her i'm gonna stick on the the abbey train because i think that's gonna be the best way for me to recall things because i don't recall scene by scene but they start with her being adamant that i'm gonna get out of here you're not gonna trick me but then they have her mother show up and we hadn't really got her mom and her story and what kind of went on there so it was nice to learn well not nice but you know it was beneficial to learn that her mother from a very young age tried to get the demon out of her because she just i mean that's your mistake though right you don't want to let a demon put his dick in you so why are you all of a sudden try to shame her for your fucking vagina ass to be born okay <laughs> this goes back to that demon racism that was so great that we could have explored even more with macy's character but we're not gonna keep harping on the same damn thing so then she ends up falling for her mom's plea like you reached out to you had jordan reach out to waverly and to me because you really want to be a part of a family you see these sisters having a family and it kind of makes you jealous of that same thing that you yourself cannot relate to or at least not have in your life so that was pretty neat to see how that correlated out why she was so obstinate against the sisters while still helping them most of the time um then we have her mom being able to just have some cozy dinner with her they're playing gin rummy making it before apparently waverly was born where things really went shitty because apparently the mom wouldn't even let her pick up her own sister you fucking bitch why you bully me everyone asking i thought her explanation was rather shitty like you couldn't find anyone to help 
her manage her demon powers you're like this is evil i'm not trying to help you with it i'm a witch fuck you you're going in the fucking crate <laughs> which that was just messed up what's that kid in a crate I like, get out of here you meanie <laughs> but the reason she did is because she went to try to pick her up and set her whole entire room on fire because she didn't know any better she sounded like she was probably like all of eight or nine too it was really sad <laughs> again i'm sure this may not have been emotionally inspiring for some but i found it to be compelling because it's it's screwed up you know it's terrible that sometimes our childhoods do influence our adulthoods and not always you know you're not always able to overcome that right i think that we can be a little very uh what's the word less forgiving in particular especially when it's someone who is not of uh, a person of color like what do you mean you struggled so what i've had to overcome so much more in my own struggles but we don't always hit adulthood with this uh <laughs> with this wisdom of forethought or afterthought maybe not sure it, it, it makes sense that you know she came from a bad place she never really got to be who she wanted to be even if she was wanting to be a good person then she kind of just doubled down into being a bad person most of her life because she was ostracized for who she was born as and while that doesn't excuse any behavior it definitely lends some it lends some insight into why people do the things that they do because if you don't have a reasoning to it then you're just simply crazy you're just doing things based on your compulsions and not on any trauma and this is without a doubt trauma and trauma in early childhood we already know is not something that can just be you know talked to in a support group <laughs> it takes some time to get over that and some of us do you know are born with that capability of moving past that trauma easily because it's more frequent in our life but some people are just not so mom tries to get her to drink the scotch but she realizes what's going on and she refuses to drink the scotch this is when she puts her in the cupboard she then says i will do anything to come out of the cupboard mommy because she's instantly reduced back to that age psychologically which also explains a great deal of her own behavior because she does for the most part act like a very grown child and that has been i think explicit in her character since her introduction like even the way she te like come on nobody talks like that all day girl this is just behaviors that is your only defense mechanism of behavior so while most of the writing in this episode was very you know suspect <laughs> i think they did a, a relatively good job of showcasing what abigail's deal is and moving towards the conclusion of whatever she's going to be wrapped up as i know there's always the thing that people and characters don't need to be redeemed that is very true i agree with that statement but redemption's not always an arc sometimes it's just an action and everyone i think we i was just talking about this in another podcast about how it's so easy to go black and white and not gray and to really think about actually no it was a good place <laughs> just did that podcast yesterday about how it was a demon i love how my shows get to correlate it's awesome but a demon talking about it's not about good or bad 
I'm trying to convince you of something and you're trying to convince me of something. But in the end is, are you doing better today than you were yesterday? That is truly, I think, a good thought process to think about for human beings. You're not going to find perfect people that fit into your ideal of good or bad based on whatever your thoughts were. Uh, I think the example I used was people who automatically go, you're a Republican. What the fuck? I can't be friends with you because every Republican loves Trump. No, that's not, that's not it at all. And um, a lot of Republicans that voted for Trump didn't vote for Trump the second time. Oh, but because you voted for Trump the first time, you'd rather stick on that than anything after. And that can be very detrimental to human uh, growth that's detrimental to yourself because you're you're becoming uh an alienist you're you're getting into your own cliques and you're becoming the thing in which we're trying so hard to stop in society because if we keep trying to click up then where do we actually have any communication between us and try to see the other person's side um can't have a conversation if we can't come to the table and, and speak so yeah like what they did with abigail's character and that's pretty much <laughs> uh strangely enough the the height of the episode for me we can move with the whole let's start with the the mel and harry storyline because i found this one to be the most <laughs> um just very i don't know ill-conceived the whole thing was weird so Harry is deciding, we knew this, this has been, it's been foreshadowed for like, man, like I said with the CW shows, they love putting that nail in the fucking coffin, man. So we know that he's been thinking about forever now, going back to his mortality. Sure. Great. You haven't been doing much white lighter shit anyway. We're all on board with this. He goes to one of the, uh, I don't even know what you, what, what, the perfect eye. Yeah. I remember now <laughs> my favorite perfect eye too i love when he just starts harmonizing i'm like oh we start we about to uh get dusty's child out what are we about to do kelly can you handle this michelle can you handle this beyonce can you handle this i don't think they can handle this i just know i need to spend a whole day with him <laughs> just going out on the town picking out all of my clothes doing all of my makeup i just feel like we should be friends if he wasn't so clearly evil but he gives he's like you better read the fine print <laughs> i'm not even sure why he needed to write whatever so he, he tells he gives him these little um these little pink pink little pills oh oh chill chill baby ooh, whole gang full of drug addicts ooh. he didn't even put them in a pouch or anything just what it what it what did Harry do? Have these in his pocket that he lost them so easily? I thought this was Pepto-Bismol. I was like, damn, you you got indigestion, diarrhea? You need that Pepto-Bismol? This is what you really need? Then he gives him a thing that says the dagger prick or something. I don't even know, but I know it was not utilized. Because I was thinking, they're not about to prick this little kid. And if they did, they sure shit did it off screen. <laughs> um, he comes in all dramatic. I gotta tell you guys something. I've decided I'm going to be mortal. Okay. It's your life. It's your choice. 
we're the most powerful witches in the world. We don't need a white lighter. Excuse me, bitch. While I can sort of agree you don't need Harry as a white lighter, I would say you definitely need a white lighter. Even though y'all supposed to be doing potions and stuff, and that could be something that helps, I think that them saying this is really all about what you want to do because this is your life was the best answer anyone was gonna give except macy was like well this could be dangerous we don't know the side effects it's called being human there, there's a lot of side effects to that too i can get cancer i can uh get hit by a car what i'm trying to say is macy's argument made no sense to me i think that the writers like last week are doing are, are just writing her in a way that's not organic to the character that we know for two whole seasons and three now it, it just is contrived conflict between the two to have them come together at the end because there's no reason why he would need to explain himself of why this is like it, it's a it's a pretty much an easy thing to grasp <laughs> and you being like i don't know was not supportive in any way considering how you be treating him sometimes and he always there for you so you should have just put your fears to the side and said you know what if this is what you got to do boo this is what you got to do and you, you didn't even go with him it was mel was like come on hair your girlfriend is not supporting you right now so i'll be your friend even though i didn't get a hug last week <laughs> but i like the fact that we didn't have a whole harry and macy episode again together we don't need that every week it just was a shoddy way of getting them on different paths. So Mel and Harry go to talk to his son. Because that's his last Westwell relative. Not to mention... So why did y'all bring this back? Why? Because then it's like, really, Harry, I get that you didn't have much to do with the fact that this was your son. But you ain't dropped in. You ain't left cards. You ain't had a no, uh, a heart to heart. You ain't pretended like you just someone he regularly met and just played Pinocchio or Pinnacle, whatever these games are that old people play in the park. You could have done better as a father. You really, really could have. That's your DNA. You showed up when you wanted something. And then he's dead. And you failed. And instead of having any reaction to the fact that his son is dead, he's like, oh no, there's not a last <laughs> He did. Your son is, he is gone from this earth and he never knew that his father was just around. And I get that's not something you could easily have a conversation with about, but... You could have made an avenue to get to know that boy or man or senior citizen. <laughs> then we meet Georgie who has, if that's a real British accent. I don't know which one was worse, her or her wife's. But this is also, because wait. I forgot the scene with Mel earlier. Yeah, I told you this is going to be all over the place. Mel met up with Ruby. And I do feel a little bit like the pregnancy is making the scenes feel very... Like they had more chemistry before, but I feel it lacking in their scenes together. I know I'm supposed to feel more, but I don't. But I like them together still. I still like them together. I just feel like if they were closer or more effective, we didn't get to have as much time. And I think this is what Liliana was referencing is that there, there hasn't been as much investment in their relationship as even the other relationships. And I could feel that because then when she pops up on the screen, I'm kind of like, oh, yay, Ruby, you're back. 
you're with Mel, but I feel nothing between you two because it's been 15 years and there's nothing that's actually been explored further in your relationship except the same things you've been recycling over and over and over again. But to be fair, they've also kind of been doing it with all the other ships on the show. (laughs) AC's been talking about the same thing since the beginning of the season. Uh, Jordan and Maggie are still playing this tit for tat game since like season two. Like, I don't know what I want. What do you mean you don't know what you want? Yo, tell me what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna really, really, really wanna zig zig. We'll get to Maggie in just a moment. So at this funeral, they were like, oh, he's the, we meet Georgie and what is the kid's name? Shit, I forgot already. I just know he looked like <laughs> he looked like a evil elf when he was possessed, <laughs> or just a fucking bratty Trump child. Like, stop it! Stop eating all the one second. First and foremost, <laughs> I had already went to second. Y'all need to do something about that child. <laughs> he just can't be running around the funeral acting out. And you talking about Georgie? Just stop it! Georgie need a whooping. Take Georgie outside. Be like, look, Georgie, I get that you're going through a lot, right? But I do feel like nobody was acknowledging this kid was grieving. Or could be dream- grieving. Y'all was more like, this is the bastard son of the family. <laughs> like, it was shameful. You could have offered a little bit more to this child. <laughs> knowing what you know. And who gossips like this at a freaking funeral? Because <laughs> Mel finds out. Because first they're like, oh, so sad. Carter's dead. We can't get your your mortality. Not the fact that you had a son and he died and you never knew him. We're going to gloss over that part. But then she finds out from Georgie after she meets her wife and talk about how they've been through so much together. And this inspires Mel for some reason. And I don't know why Ruby felt the need to return the lingerie. Uh, excuse me? If all I got to do is, if all I have is to see you in that lingerie, we making that shit happen, okay? We Skyping, and it's, motherfucker, we ain't Skyping. You put that lingerie on, I'm gonna be across the room. Y'all can be close enough. I don't see any reason why we can't be masturbating to each other. Y'all need to put some work into the relationship, okay? Mel, do better. Ruby, keep that damn lingerie. Okay, no, no need to return. And then it was awkward when Ruby was like, love you. And then she did the whole little kiss thing. And then Mel was like, did she just tell me she loved me? Okay, Lamborghini Mercy. Yo, chick, she so thirsty. I'm in that 2 c Lambo with your girl, she trying to jerk Okay, Lamborghini Mercy. Yo, chick, she so thirsty. I'm in that 2 c Lambo with your girl, she trying to jerk me. I didn't know what to do with her facial expressions through most of this episode. I will admit. Uh, <laughs> so then we have the one British. Is her name Georgie? I keep forgetting. And this is like his granddaughter. I don't. I don't know what this whole Westwell family tree is. Someone needs to write it out for me. But he didn't even try to make a relationship with her. He was like, "This uncanny that you look like it." Yeah, it is. I'm your uncle. <laughs> Twice removed or some shit. And then she tells her, okay, by the way, uh, my dad had an affair (laughs) with a family friend. What kind of fucking family friend? Who's 
a family friend. I feel like that's a whole other story. And is this not the, the fourth, fifth time? What's up with James Westwell and his roving cock? Mama just hold my head and say, help you get your mortality not you have a grandson and that should be important in itself so then they go um well first they lost the pills <laughs> i don't know like what kind of did you have a hole in your pocket sir how did you lose that she finds the girl's earrings though not these pink ass pills that anyone would pick up and put and eat but of course the child would pick up and eat now he's a little demon and ain't nobody noticed because ain't nobody checking on this kid <laughs> he's just left his own devices he's like i break shit to get attention why do y'all not understand that that's what i'm doing so then um they figure out after mel binds him i'm glad we're seeing some of the old magic that was taught come back even though apparently she's gone already and i forgot her name Josefina. she's gone and yeah um <laughs> sometimes the decisions y'all make are very puzzling and i do mean charm writers and staff then we have him saying that he doesn't want a whole bunch of treats he actually wants a family and i'm not going to actually be a family i'm just going to give you a hug and untie you and i'm gonna let you call me uncle and i'm gonna have tears in my eyes and i'm gonna tell georgie you know we're all just grieving here and she's like okay we'll go for a we'll go for a walk in the park because that fixed anything within the whole of this child's life that his uncle really was his daddy that he don't know his mama that he's got an uncle over here that's really his fucking granddaddy <laughs> who also doesn't seem to have any interest in his life despite one of a family ain't just have a talk with him a family is i thought they was going to adopt this kid at the end and I was like, oh, that's sweet. They can get some parenting skills because Macy definitely had to put those to use today. But no, that's not, not even I'm going to come visit you on holidays. Nothing. Just very lackluster, all of this. <laughs> and I'm not really sure I needed it to happen. Let's go to the last story, a line between Mags, Macy, Daisy, her father, Roger, and this whole Antonio situation. Let's start with the obvious. Antonio was almost dead last week. How the hell did he get? <laughs> Sorry. He got out the hospital. He was in a car wreck that had him. You know, people in a car wreck. If you that that close to death, that means broken shit, internal bleeding, a head trauma. But he somehow got the internship to co-sign with Maggie. It was supposed to be one, but apparently we're just conveniently going to have you two work together because why not? Why not? It's a nothing to actually earn. These were the only two people in the class that had good ideas. Now they must work together. This is just contrived nonsense. Then he decides 
um, let me go ahead and pay with my chime card. Oh. My. God. Look, CW, get your sponsors where you got to, but chime, the chime card coming out of Antonio's wallet did nothing to make me look. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not dogging people who got to do what they got to do, okay? I had the chime card at one point, and that's why I could clown the shit out of it, because it was very short-lived. <laughs> I said, I need to go get a fucking real bank account. This shit is ridiculous. <laughs> oh lord anyhow that just that really that product placement really got me it's not as worse as the commercials who always talking about the gush i'm like would you stop it seriously that's not something anyone wants to hear at any point in time I'm talking about the gush made me want to sing tlc don't go chasing <laughs> anyhow i'm very silly right now because <laughs> I'm trying to pull everything from memory right now and I keep getting distracted by random things so moving back on to this story arc she um is asked out by Antonio she's like yeah I don't know about this guy Ugh. how could you know then she gets another premonition which I'm glad that the premonition did come true but it was not in the way we thought so that gives us all hope for whatever premonition she has. It doesn't mean it's going to be the context in which we all may instantly scream in upheaval about. And then she leaves, leaving her wallet behind. And I'm like, girl, was you really in that much of a rush to get that wallet? Because he's calling your name and you're like, I'm not going to look behind me and see if he actually wants anything. I'm just going to grab this shit and leave. They, um... Or she gets home to talk to Macy, who has found some letters in the attic. Y'all really need to do a full search of this attic. Because she was trying to work on getting rid of their allergy. She got mad. It was nice to see her use her powers because it feels like it's been a minute. But only in anger to toss some books aside. And that's how she finds the little um, tote of letters that she wrote for all of her children knowing she was gonna die one day it's not morbid at all i mean i guess what any parent would do but she really knew she was gonna die <laughs> uh what else because this wasn't the greatest arc either even though i will give it up to um shit sabrina jeffrey damn it i always i always mess up names i'm sorry it's just it's not you it's me it's a lot of uh, shows i watch so you know it's it's really hard to keep everyone together <laughs> but i will get her name in about a minute but i thought she did a good job channeling all the different characters i thought that was funny she made it work even though sarah jeffrey there we go even though i didn't particularly like any of the characters <laughs> daisy and her dad roger because this letter finding leads to why can't we just talk to mom about things and i'm like why can't you i feel like this is something you should be able to do often so they do a seance i'm not sure why they need to talk to their mom about boy y'all need to find another where's celeste y'all do not lean on your aunt nearly enough there needs to be another female matrimonial <laughs> matriarch <laughs> character 
in this show that they can lean on and talk to because it's lacking and if they're not going to bring Marisol back all the time why can't they just talk to each other like oh you still thinking about Antonio's abs yeah but I really want to think about Jordan's abs but he's ghosting me of late (laughs) maybe because I called him a friend the last time we were on the phone then they do the seance and they end up getting Daisy and Roger Daisy's like some 17 year old teen from what the 1990s but she said rad they were the previous owners of said box so they missed that footnote in the spell which why would anyone have footnotes in a spell and I'm like how did you miss the footnote in the spell that's my question how did you miss that chicken scratch you should always know to read the fine print (laughs) ma'am oh sometimes really be acting like you ain't black then we get the the story of the two because first she knocks out macy which how is she able to do that as a ghost not explain macy comes down and be like i'm gonna forgive whatever just happened there uh apparently i need to figure out how to get you moved on so that you can get out of my sister's body this leads to some talk about a prom how they died when he <laughs> I, I this whole story was just boring there's no other word to say it it was boring I didn't care I didn't care about Daisy and Roger even when mom Marisol showed up at the end I was like this is a waste <laughs> everything about this arc I just it made it, it it wasn't that it didn't make sense it just didn't elicit any emotion for me whatsoever the whole Antonio coming over first and foremost who just knocks and walks the fuck in your house <clears throat> bullshit who the fuck are you man hey hey what you doing motherfucker I'm tired of this man I'm getting real I'm getting increasingly annoyed at how much they use this as if it is a normal thing to do I get it set design I'm used to it in like a sitcom but there's just no purpose for someone to knock on someone's door and walk in their home talking about, are you home? No, I would be home when I actually answered the door. So he comes in, he ends up meeting Daisy in Mag's body, and then she ends up knocking him out. <laughs> well, the dad does. She goes upstairs to cry, and Macy's like, oh, you didn't go to prom, and this is terrible and oh the dad's forgiven so his soul passes on so macy's like i'm gonna give you your um oh shit what was that movie where they had that song kiss me 10 things i hate about you moment (laughs) and use antonio talking about he's got a concussion and a coma i don't know about antonio either because he said he used to date a witch and i don't think he was being facetious about that i think there is something up with antonio I think they may have had something planned for Antonio, but the writers, as usual, backtrack and rethink in the middle of actually filming a fucking season. And I'm gonna need you guys to stop it. Okay? You were doing great. You were doing real great. And I'm not gonna be too hard on you, but the last two episodes, you, you kind of slip it. You're slipping with the story arc. Uh, I don't know if what happened at this point where you guys made a hard left, but it's noticeable when you do these things. So it all ends with him being like, I shouldn't have asked you or I didn't mean to make it weird to ask you out. But she's like, it's okay. It was sweet, but I got this other guy I'm really into. And I don't know why you couldn't have said that from the get go. 
because that's exactly what it's been from the get-go so that ends that mess so i don't know if antonio's just gonna be a regular guy or if we're gonna actually make an enemy of him time will tell then we have macy going to find harry and being like oh all the things that you're saying is exactly what makes sense and hooray don't get diabetes macy don't get diabetic on me okay y'all know i don't like type 2 (laughs) diabetes in my ships i'm okay with a little bit but when i start needing insulin it ain't got there yet thank you but it got close just a little close with this little speech it was beautiful but it also was common sense why wouldn't he want this girl (laughs) nobody want to be immortal for fucking ever it sounds great on paper it really i mean i I might take that deal because my ass ain't trying to i'm like i can have a million relationships (laughs) i'll be fine um i ain't even finished half the daydreams i want to daydream so immortality would work out really great for me but not for someone who clearly does not want it and why you needed to think about supporting that i do not know then we end up with the last part of the episode which was a bit of the plot moving forward which is mag's going to look for jordan because it is weird that he has not been around for some days even missed some classes and then she swan who also we haven't seen in a while i was like i think that he left with that british chick named i don't know because i never actually got her name but this leads to abigail's place where those two symbols are very familiar and she knows that they are in the tomb of chaos so at least we now know where jordan is because i genuinely do fear for his soul and i want him to be better and i have a feeling he's gonna be the white lighter of it all or something i don't know are the perfecti just doing their job on a regular basis now i know witches ain't always in trouble but it doesn't seem as if y'all even interested in going to command or figuring out what's going on in the universe you're like you guys can you guys handle it it's it's great it's all good where are they sleeping you know are they sleeping at safe space do they got beds they got different chains of clothes do they hum when they sleep these are the serious questions i don't have much to say but we do have some feedback so let's jump into that I'm happy to say, name Trevor. Everyone, welcome Trevor. Hello. 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 He writes, good afternoon, Christina. I hope you are doing well. I'm Trev, a gay black male, and I want to say I've been listening to your review of the CW Charm episode since the start of COVID-19 last year. And I want to thank you for your fantastic recap and episode breakdown. Why, thank you. I feel like I, fu- I, I sucked this week. I almost said fucked. <laughs> I feel like I sucked this week, but um, wasn't my fave. I also want to thank you for giving me something to look forward to in the week. Your podcast, The CW Charmed, and The Read Podcast are what help get me through the week. Now to my feedback. On to the episode. I like this episode, but I wish we would have gotten more time to see the sister's mom. Agreed. Like she's like, tell what we call it to just get over her 
<laughs> indecision. You know what your heart wants. I want the writers to devote an episode where their mom is there most of the time and answers the questions. Facts. I think the letters the sisters discovered from their mom are an excellent foreshadowing of future episodes. I wonder if Mel's wedding letter reveals her marrying Abigail. Hmm. You think, I think Abigail's gone. So did you mean <laughs> Ruby? Because they got the I love you's out. So I think they're definitely moving into that direction. I will say Sarah, Jeffrey, Maggie did a fantastic job playing both daughter and father. I agree. Her acting was on another level. I wish Maggie would get it together and be honest with her feelings sooner rather than waiting. Since Jordan is in that prison, my prediction is he will be messed up and will fall out of love with her. We don't know how humans will handle a prison like that long term. I'm wondering who sent him though, because my guess is the Perfecti were the only ones that could do so. So why did the Perfecti, knowing what they know, send Jordan there? For Mel and Harry at first, I did not want another adventure, but I love their chemistry together. The family secret about Harry's son having an affair reminded me that he takes after his father, Jimmy. <laughs> he really does. I miss that son of a bitch. <laughs> I miss him. I was just talking about that in another chat with my friends. I was like, I miss Jimmy. Harry, thankfully, is a better man. He really is, but I really just want my bad boy out there being bad. One of my favorite moments was Harry connected with his demon grandson around the loss of their mutual loved one. I wish I could have felt that more from Harry. <laughs> Here's what he did. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> if they had led anything up to that, I probably would have been a lot more kosher with it because Brits aren't no that's not true though that's why i'm like what do you mean it brit british people especially men unlike american men they don't be like holding their feelings in and stifle it down british men they will fucking cry and i mean ugly crass not out they nose they, they're not about you know i know they're about starch and all that but i have a feeling that harry if, if he needed to put in that work for the crying that he should have for a son he never know he could have done that he could have done it he could have done a lot of things differently for macy my favorite sister i mean she's everyone's i enjoyed speaking to her mother at the end uh and having that bonding moment about what to do about harry i want macy to stop focusing on the relationship and instead find her own identity identity outside the relationship now this is a whole bunch of yes i love macy i love hasty but girl, you need something. I thought they was going to give you the business. And that was like five seconds. And the next thing you do is all you are is about your relationship. And you do need to find an identity outside of it. You were inside. You have all the things that you can do. Why are you not the show? I should say the writers having her do that because you are making her all about Harry and he needs to find something else to do and she needs to find something else to do outside of the relationship didn't he used to teach go back to teach why is there a whole college and you ain't teaching that don't make no sense to me and then considering we could get more harry and male scenes they can have those conversations versus her finding her sister all the time to talk about her being a faculty member like some of the things that are fixes are very simple fixes that is already there it's just like why aren't you doing it worry but yes i need so much more from macy than a relationship like even with her figure figuring out the the allergy thing it's like 
Now I'm just thinking you want it for selfish reasons after what happened last week. <laughs> and not because you genuinely want to be cared. I mean, who wouldn't? I just, I, I, I can't say that enough. I agree. She needs a lot more to do. <laughs> and he fi finishes with, uh, I like Harry to do the same thing. Go back to teaching Harry. Yep. Just said that. Recruit new white lighters. Yeah. If you're going to be the last white lighter, you're like, I don't want to do the job anymore because I want to be mortal. Why, why don't you try, you know, like you, you had that one chick, she was in the asylum. She was a white lighter. Is there anything, there's just more you guys could be doing with your lives than, and I get it's COVID and you don't want to, but it, it, there's, it's, it's not that hard. It's really not that hard to make another art and it don't have to be a whole bunch of money. It don't have to be magic all the time, man. I, 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 there's plenty of fanfic writers out there that can give you a million and one ideas. There's no reason why you shouldn't be siphoning some of them off. It's what the Flash did. Thank you again for reading my email. And I love your show. I can't wait for a future episode. Um, you'd never have to worry about typos. My mouth is a walking spell check. So <laughs> I never care about typos. And that is our conclusion of feedback this week. But I am happy to hear from you when you send it in. Liliana's taking a break from the show. She wrote me a nice long email. I did read it. I did not, I'm not reading it on air because I'm not sure if you wanted me to read it on air. But I think that, you know, everyone comes to the show for different things that they want or expect. And I can never get mad at someone who's like, okay, I'm not getting what I want, deuces. Cause Lord knows I do it all the time. I even had a show it didn't even make a whole lot of sense on, FBI. I love Christian. I'm not sure why Christian made everything in that show work because it was a lot more than just Christian, but she did. And the minute she was gone from that show, I just could not watch it anymore. I, I, I'm like, man, I, I don't know what's, it's just that element that sucked me in is no longer there. And when that's gone, you know, sometimes that's just gone. And that means you gotta go too. So hopefully, uh, things will, uh, get better for your characters hopefully they'll hear some of the feedback out there of what people want and that's the common thing to do with shows uh especially shows on the, like cw or prime tv <laughs> sometimes you're just like um this is good constructive criticism and i do think that this is the type of show to listen to that for the most part and, and representation certainly matters so that is our conclusion of this week's episode. If you want to join in the conversation, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com, or you can write uh, a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. <laughs>